Well, bless the Lord and greetings, saints of God. This is Tony Triple C Podcast, bringing you another alive podcast from Toka, Tennessee. Let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to podcast. It is our desire, God, as I often have prayed through the years. May you, God, be glorified. May we be edified. And surely may the devil be horrified because we've not give up on you because you never gave up on us. Bless every podcast listener today and thereafter in Jesus' name. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, my Lord, my strength, and my Redeemer. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so let's look at today. God did give a word through confirmation, as oftentimes I say, hot off the wire. Seeking the word of God, I have to remember that it first cuts me before it cuts anybody else. So I'm so thankful and so grateful this morning. So let's go ahead. And so Paul to the church at Thessalonia, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, looking at verse number 5, verses 14 through 28, little lengthy, but it is our key today. And I believe that God will extract some things and I'll give you the title of this Sunday's podcast. So reading from the King James Version of the Bible, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, starting at verse 14 reads, now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men, see that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesying, prove all things, hold fast to that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all brethren with the holy kiss. I charge you before the Lord this epistle. Be, be read unto all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. This is Paul to the church of Thessalonica. Before Tanya and the family got here to Tennessee, I'd spent three months in Turkey. And I was blessed to be able to go to Thessalonica. So they call it Thessaloniki in uh, the 21st century in that regard. So I got a chance to drive and drive through Thessalonica. What a blessing to be able to see some of the very things I speak and preach on out of the word of God after making four trips over to Jerusalem through my military career by the grace of God. I'm thankful. So it brought back some things to remembrance. But this morning, the word came through confirmation. It's amazing how God is able to show you some things that's in your spirit. It comes by way of confirmation. Here, I told you all last Sunday, I didn't realize we was in a podcast series. Uh, I realized it was a great, great internal spiritual war that Tony has been coming out of. You may have been coming out of. Somebody that you know may have been coming out of. And if you don't remember, Throughout many of the podcasts over this third season of podcasting, I have said it this way. You're either in a storm, you're coming out of a storm, or you're about to go into a new storm. But in that, I really believe that God wants us to see him in the midst of any situation that we are in. 
I said it this way, not just for Christmas or Thanksgiving, but Jesus is the reason for every season. Winter, summer, spring, and fall. So God gave a few things that we're going to extract out of the scriptures. I'll be paraphrasing quite a bit today, but I believe that God will show us some things. So the title of this Sunday's podcast is In All Things, Give Thanks. Let me tell you something about military. When you uh, serve with those combat troops, which I did with the Fleet Marine Force, uh, when you when you serve with them after a long, hard bout, when a long, hard set of training series happens, the sailors, soldiers, the uh, Marines, the warriors, they really want to celebrate. That's what you want to do. So when you get a chance to give God the glory for coming out of whatever warfare you've been in, it's like stand still and learning and know that God is God. Amen. So this Sunday's attempt is just to give him some thanks. And as we go into the holiday season of Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's, I, I understand that we're still in the pandemic. I understand that RSV for children is running rampant. Uh, I understand that the flu is running high this year, as we suspected with COVID. See, God has a way when he's not pleased with America, a place that's supposed to be labeled a Christian nation. When we see the antics and the politics and the bureaucracy and all the things that's happening, as I say, from the White House to the church house to your house, when God sees what's going on, I don't believe that he's pleased with what we say we preach versus what we do. And God has a unique way of exposing. That's why we have to learn. And, and anyway, whatever is done in the dark, what the Bible says, it shall and will come to the light. Bless them that curse you and say our man of evil against you for his name's sake, saith the Lord. We realize when you come out from under people and get delivered, deliverance is an awesome, awesome attribute of God. And when you get delivered, you ought to learn to stop and tell God what? Thank you. Amen. So as we look at today, Paul to the church at Thessalonica. Here's some things. Verses one and two. He talked about not having to write to them. And he said he had no need to write to them because he had founded the church. And in that church, he had always made back his first, second, and third missionary journeys, meaning that he went back to check on those ministries or churches that was birthed under his teachings. And in that regard, he had realized and saw here as he realizes as the time was approaching, a lot of different things happened. For us in COVID, let's kind of do some comparisons so we can understand. COVID shut down America. COVID shut you down when you physically couldn't even go and bury your loved ones like you traditionally do. COVID shut down church. And I can only imagine those with the large edifices and those that's got met, mega, mega multi ministries were kind of panicked because they didn't want to dip into their riches to pay the bill. So it's like you look at that. Now, I get it. Church should never be as we've made it all about imagery, image, popularity and money. It should never have been about that. It should never be about that. Literally, the church gathering together should be for the perfecting of the saints of God, the building up of the body of Christ to equip you to live in a world that don't love you, to live in a world that has a God lowercase g. The time we get together is just to fellowship, to break bread, honor God for who God is, not just because of what God can give you. See, we got to get to that point as we move and mature in our Christianity, just thanking God for just being God. See what it said when he looked down from glory and saw little old you, 
pick you up, as the old saints would say, out of the muck and the miry. What does that mean? That means that he's put you out of trouble and put you on peaceful ground if you accept it. Amen. So here's a few things that God gave me and we'll move on with the passage this morning. And I pray that today you get a blessing as a as a, a word of a comfort, a word of encouragement, a word of thankfulness, a word of joy, a word of peace as you prepare to indulge with your family. If you just even lay low and just stay quiet, just to tell God, thank you. Whatever you choose to do as we enter the holiday season to stop and tell God, thank you. Now, let me not be remiss and caveat it this way. Also understand the holiday seasons oftentimes is some of the most troublesome time for people too because people suffer great loss. And sometimes it ain't always joyful for some folk. Sometimes it's really, really hard as the holiday seasons approach that they have lost loved ones and people that they love being around that are no longer here. So let's not forget to keep them lifted up, keep them prayerful, keep them encouraged, whoever they might be. Amen. In that regard. What I found interesting is if I look at the scriptures in verses eight, going to like nine, 10 and 11, uh, in Thessalonians, the writer talks about uh, the breastplate of righteousness and having all the things that Paul talked about earlier when he was writing to the Corinthian church. And when I look at how the epistle was written and remember uh, an epistle is a letter. And this is Paul writing to the church at Thessalonica. He reminds them as he reminded us about when you're in warfare, your breastplate of righteousness, having your head, your helmet uh, with this, the, the salvation hope of God, meaning your mind's got to stay focused on who is your creator, who is your God. He talked about that. Verse 11, he says, wherefore comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even also as ye do. And this is what he said in verse 12. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you, that work with you, that's around you, and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. Just because somebody in physical life is over you by a title don't mean you do everything they say and not as they do. You strive to do what's right, and I'll get there in just a minute. So there's some things that God was telling the church at Thessalonica that you got to understand in your Christianity. There's some practices that you have to apply. So as we look at the verses, we understand where God is at today. God still reigner, ruler, supreme, if you believe that. If you believe that God sits high and looks low, if you believe that God, as said, the Bible says, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, them, they that dwell in it. The old folk would say, that if I had 10,000 tongues, I couldn't thank the Lord enough for what he's done for me. See, we don't understand as we live in this modern day society. I know we said it looking backwards in history, looking at my mind now. I'd have had a hard time living back then in them days with this mindset. Hello, Holy Ghost. But thank God knew when we could survive. And some of us today are struggling to survive today. But we pray that God will, will, will help us to understand he's still God in that regard. So let's look at the scriptures and move on. And I pray that you get a blessing out of today's uh, text today. As Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, we're looking at verses 14 and 15. And when he says, see, see that none render evil for evil unto any man, semicolon, 
but ever follow that which is good. Why? Because what Tom was saying this morning, you reap what you sow. When you sow evil, bad, discord, confusion, jealousy, malice, envy, and strife, baby, you're going to re you're going to reap it. You may not reap it the next day. You may reap it a month from now. You may reap it a week from now, a year from now, five years from now. You may not, but somebody in your lineage may reap it because of what you sowed. The sins to what? Third and fourth generation. He said, both and among yourselves and to all men. Here's what God gave us today. There's seven biblical teaching truths out of this passage of scripture that God wanted me to share. And then we'll close the podcast on today. As you think about in all things, giving thanks to God. He says in verse number 16, the first thing is rejoice evermore. What does to rejoice mean? When you think about it, be happy in your faith and rejoice and be glad hearted continually. Always. You got to be glad hearted. The Bible says the, 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 the gift of God, the joy of God is what you want. The hope of God, the joy of God. I'll say it this way. I've come through the years and I fully believe this happiness is a factor of the human emotion. But joy is a biblical truth out of the book of Galatians. Joy is the fruit of God's spirit. So when you learn to rejoice evermore, you rejoice, rejoice in God. I'm not talking about what you got for what you have for what you drive always. Just thank God that you know God. Amen. Don't you understand? God can make you a millionaire tomorrow if you choose to do so. But the typical reason why he don't, he knows that we're not mature enough to handle it in, in an abrupt fashion. What we'd often realize, we literally are millionaires in the eyes of God because we serve a rich and an almighty God. So we've just got to learn, children of God, to rejoice evermore. No matter, Paul said in, in, in Romans chapter seven and eight, no matter what state I found myself in, I was therefore thankful, not because he had been shipwrecked and beaten, not because he had been beaten to a pulp. He was thankful and joyful because of his spiritual relationship with the master. Amen. So the first thing is that you rejoice evermore. The second thing, verse 17 says what? Pray without ceasing. The Bible says the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. When you learn to pray without ceasing, well, preacher, how can I pray and go to work? Preacher, how can I pray and drive? You Now, prayer doesn't mean that you got to always be laying prostrate on the ground. It doesn't mean you're always at the church house in the altar. Those are applicable as well. They're very much applying to your life, but you learn to pray inwardly in your spirit, man. You can be praying while you're working, praying when you're talking to somebody. Have you ever not had to bind the devil and the wickedness of somebody that you're in their company and you know they ain't right with the Lord? And you're talking to them and you realize that you're not among your brethren or sisters and you've got to learn how to pray. Amen. That's how you learn to pray without ceasing. Sometimes just calling on the name of Jesus is a prayer because he knows what you have need of before you even ask. So the first thing is to rejoice. The second thing, verse 17, is to pray. The key, triple key verse for today is verse 18. Paul said it this way to Thessalonia. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of Christ, of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything, not some things, in everything. 
Well, you telling me, preacher, I'm supposed to give thanks when I'm in trouble? God says, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. See, whatever God allows you to get into, he's already made a way of escape. But if you're not seeking first the kingdom of God, in accordance to Matthew 6 and 33, you won't ever find the light to get out of your trouble. But when you can learn in the midst of your valley experience, when you can learn when your body is laying flat on your back on the bed of affliction, when you can learn that there's God plus one is the majority, when you can learn that no matter what I've got to endure, I'm a good soldier for the Lord. When you learn to understand that though the world may feel like it's against me, but God plus one is the majority. Though my enemy crept upon me, he stumbled and he fell. God said, I prepare a table before you in the presence of mine enemies. They're not really your enemy if they're not led by the spirit of God. If they're led by the spirit of the Antichrist, the spirit of the devil, the spirit of schisms and imps and isms, their father is the devil. You are not one of them. Come ye from among them and be ye separated, saith the Lord. Why? Because God's got a pace and a plan and a path for you to trudge all by yourself. Hello, Holy Ghost. So in everything, give thanks. Verse 18. Verse 19, this is something that a lot of preachers stop teaching. Quench not the spirit. Look at it for yourself when you read it, capital S. Quench not the spirit. Listen to what the Amplified says in verse 19. Do not quench, suppress, or subdue the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, Romans 18, or Romans 8 and 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God, but... You have the ability and the power to make a choice. You can choose to not follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. You can choose to follow your own intuition. You can choose to follow your own internal. I got a feeling. And remember, I told you as a Christian, you don't walk by your feelings. You walk by your what? Faith. Your faith is a blind faith. Your faith is what will bless you, even though it may not feel like it. But Christianity is not based on your feeling. It's based on God's truth. And if you can get that in your spirit, I believe, child of God, the difference your day will be. Now, here's what I love about God. And just got to understand something. Let me just caveat about this. As a preacher of the gospel, as a teacher of the gospel, you got to understand, I too very much am human. And I have to work out my own soul salvation with fear and trembling. God allows me to go through things. And if you believe that those who teach the scriptures, much more will be placed on them as a burden because the devil wants to shut the mouth of the teacher. The devil wants to shut down the truth. The devil don't want you to be free. The devil doesn't want me to be free. He doesn't want the church home to be free. He doesn't want your household to be free. He wants you to live as two ships passing in the night. He don't want you to have joy. He don't want you to have peace. He don't want you to have a relationship with your children or your grandchildren or your great-grandchildren or your nieces, your nephews, or your family members. He wants everybody to be disruptive. Don't y'all remember me talking about a couple of podcasts to go that the devil Beelzebub cannot cast out Beelzebub. He cannot walk in a house separated because his own kingdom will be imploded and will destroy. So if his kingdom will be destroyed because if they don't walk together, what do you think about your household? 
It must be unified by the washing of the water of God's word. It's got to be biblically based. It's got to be foundationally true on God's word so that you can learn to what? Stand and not quench the Holy Ghost because he's only trying to what? Protect us from the world's trickery and from being bamboozled, from being okey-doked, from being scammed by the scam artists that you have a watchful eye because Slewfoot is on the rise. He's prowling around your house. He's around your money. He's around your marriage. He's around your children. You've got to learn not to quench the protecting spirit of God. Hello, Holy Ghost. I hope I'm blessing somebody this morning. So verse 19 says, quench not the spirit of God. Verse 20, he says it this way, despise not prophesying. Let me add that. As we learn through study, everybody that's prophesying is not of God, capital G. That prophecy has to be bound by two witnesses, amen, and it has to come to pass in order for it to be a true prophecy. Just because somebody said they speak a word over your life, don't you receive every word that somebody speak if it does not come to pass in this life. Amen. So despise not prophesize or prophesying, but it's got to come to pass. Verse 21, and I'm getting close to getting done. Uh, he says it this way. Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. Listen to what the Amplified says in verse 21. He says, but test and prove all things until you can recognize what is good to, to that and hold fast. That means that you try it, whether it's of the spirit of God and what God's got for you is for you. What God's got for you is not to break you, to not remake you, is to break you, to make you better. Sometimes the potter, if I give you another analogy, when the potter is potting on the wheel, as he or she begins to spill and press on and the, and the potter's wheel begins to spin, whatever the image in their mind is, if it's not shaping up to what they believe it to be, they will break it to remake it. Amen. Oftentimes, God will allow you to be broken, not to destroy you, but to better you. But you can't listen to those in the world like Job's friends tried to do. Just curse God and die, like his wife said. You've got to be careful. God sometimes allowing you to go through that storm to show you just like he did with the disciples that was on the boat. They was freaking out and panicking when Jesus was down in the hull of the ship, down there sleeping. And what did he tell them? Oh, ye of little faith. You've got to know that God's got you. God's got this. God's got your situation. Amen. So you got to prove, which means to test and try those things whether they are of God. Amen. So you look at verse number 21, and I'm almost done with verse 22, and we will prepare to close. I hope literally that I'm opening the eyes of refresher or refreshing or giving somebody something to give them a little bit more ounce in their bounce, a little bit more pep in their step, a little bit more joy. Amen. Where there's sadness. <clears throat> In the name of the Lord. That's verse 21. Verse 22 says it this way. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Let's slow it down for a quick second. The Amplified says it this way. Verse 22. Abstain from evil. Shrink from it and keep aloof from it in whatever form or whatever kind it may be. 
In other words, don't run to the trouble. You avoid the trouble. Don't run to the problems to the point where you feel like you got to try to fix it and solve it yourself. Don't you understand? Sometimes you got to know when God's allowing something to happen and sometimes God just wants you to observe. That don't mean just because something's going on that you got to be a part of it. That doesn't mean just because something's happening, it's meant for you. It may be meant for you to see, to share with somebody else. Oh, I wish I had a praying church this morning. you got to understand God's got a way of letting you know that he's never left you nor forsake you. The Bible says his seed does never go hungry or beg bread because if you begging and you hungry, that must mean you may not be a believer in the teachings of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen, somebody. Let's get ready to close out this morning as we get ready. I hope that I'm blessing you. Let me do a quick recap and then we'll close the podcast. The subject for this Sunday, the uh, 11 is in all things give thanks. I talked about how we talked about God and how God is trusted to bless the church of Thessalonia. God wants to bless the mobile church. That's you. God wants to encourage the, the people of God. That's you. God wants you to understand in verses 16 through 22, the first thing God had gave me was to rejoice. Come on, just don't lift up holy hands when you at church. Learn how to lift up hands when you at your own house. Learn how to look around when you open the cupboard, when you open the refrigerator, when you look in your drawers, in your house, in your bathroom, and look in your cabinets. You ought to what God thank you. When you look around and realize if it had not been for the Lord, oh, where would I be? The second thing is to pray. The Bible says, as I said it earlier, the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. When you get on your knees, when you drive, when you call out the name of Jesus, when you realize that there's real power in the name of Jesus, that the enemy must bow at the name of Jesus. Now, don't get it twisted. The devil ain't going to bow at your name. Tony's name ain't got no power. Tony can't speak and things just happen. It's got to be in the name of Jesus Christ, the one who hung, bled, and died on the cross, the one who gave up the ghost. When you understand that in everything you learn to what give thanks, verse 18, verse 19, don't quench the spirit of God. There's power in the spirit of the living God. Despise not the prophesy. When God speak it, it'll come to pass. The, the last, the other thing is prove, test, try. Know that it's God. Know when it's not God. Know that it ain't your friend. I told you, not everybody at your dining room table is your friend. Don't you know that the devil always has a Judas in your camp? He's disguised or she's disguised herself to be your friend. They just scoping out the scenery. They're watching. They want to wonder how you always got a joy and a peace about you. They want to understand why you ain't always broken and busted and can't be trusted. They always want to try to understand how can you learn to smile in the midst of your adversity? How can you still trust God when you done lost a mama or a daddy or a grandma or a grandpa or a big mama or a papa or uncle or aunt or a guardian? He wants to know how can you learn to get back up and keep on going? The last thing is abstain from all appearances of evil. Now, let's not get it twisted. We know that being humans, we're subject to sinning and falling short of the glory of God. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But somewhere on your journey, some 
somewhere in your life with God, you ought to make up in your mind, Joshua 24 and 11, Joshua said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Now, what does that mean? Do I stop listening to music? Do I stop celebrating? Do I become a hermit? Do I become one that don't talk to people? I'm so super saved. I ain't no good. The old saints would say, baby, don't you be so heavenly minded that you ain't no earthly good. You've got to learn to walk among them, but not be like them. You've got to learn to be a blessing, amen, and not a curse. One of my mottos in closing, if I can't help you, I'm surely not trying to hurt you. I'll close out this morning by saying it this way. After you've done those seven things, this is what the Bible says in conclusion. Verses 23 and on says, and after done all that, and the very God of peace uh, sanctify you wholly, and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you learn to practice those things in God, when you realize it was God all the way, you can learn to pray for your brother and sister. When you realize you've done your best to give God the glory, when you learn that you're standing on what? The pillars of God. When you learn that you're standing on a firm foundation, when you learn that God has built your house on solid ground, when you learn child of God, if it had not been for the Lord. Oh, where, oh, where would I be? When you learn and realize it was nobody but God, the old saint said, but God, he would give you a joy that the world can't give and a joy that the world can't take away. I wish I had some help this morning. I feel like I feel. Why? Because I realize, child of God, in everything I've got to give God thanks. And after that, we know that if it had not been for the Lord, oh, where, oh, where would we be? If it had not been for God, I'd still be laying back, flat on my back in the bed of affliction. If it had not been for God, I would be broke as a joke. If it had not been for God, I'd have no food in my cupboard. If it had not been for God, I would have no clothes on my back. If it had not been for God, I wouldn't be able to buy gas for my car. If it had not been for God, my children may be wayward. If it had not been for God, I realize I may not have a roof over over my head, floors beneath my feet, walls to close me in when it's cold outside. If it had not been for God, I realized I could be dead and in hell. But I realized, child of God, if it had not been for the Lord, when mom and daddy died, I'd have lost my mind. I realized when daddy left, when mama left, when big mama left, when papa, when grandma and grandpa left, if it had not been for God, I would have gave it over and I'd have gave up the ghost. But because of God, I can hold on a little while longer. It's because the Lord, I won't give up on God because God has never given up on me. I realize, child of God, in closing, I realize as we approach this Thanksgiving season, I thank God for what he's done. I thank God for what he's brought me through. I thank God for what he's brought me out of. I thank 
thank God I'm not on my way to hell. I thank God that the gate has been closed. I thank God for my children. I thank God for my grandchildren. I thank God for having a little bit of money in my pocket. I thank God for a car to drive. I thank God for a job to go to. I thank God. I thank God. I thank God. Hallelujah. When you think of all the things that God has done, your soul should cry out. What? Hallelujah. I pray in this Sunday's podcast that you just have a reminder. And as you enter into this season, in all things, give God thanks. Amen. Come on, Sister Tina, take us out and close us out this morning. As we close our Father in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time of fellowship and praise with Triple C Podcast. This is Tony signing off. Be blessed until the next time we come together. In Jesus' name, glory! Tragedy.